The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Quarantine Last Room Sports Talk. We are live. When I say we, I mean me. Live today on a Thursday. Thursday, day we got the nice, cuddling weather outside today in Phoenix, Arizona, in Arizona, period, uh, for that matter. It's 63 degrees. Woke up, it was raining. It was raining yesterday, which was perfect. You know, we out here in Arizona, and you think it's just sunshine all the time, or you think we have those, uh, what's, what do they call those desert things? Those We don't have tornadoes, but they call something crazy. Something crazy. It'll come to me before the show's in. But we have a great... We have great weather out there today, 63 degrees. And I know everywhere else it may be cold, uh, but it's, it's March. It's March 20th, I think. No, March 19th, I believe. Let me see what the day is because I, I really don't. Ever since I've been out of school, which was years ago and years ago and more years ago, I never know what the day is, the date. But it's 63 out here in Phoenix. It's, uh, we got a great show. I'm rolling solo. Uh, perfect. I love being alone. This is perfect. I can just go. The guy who needs no introduction is not here. I don't have to roll my eyes at him about 15 million times during the, during the show. Demi Lachey. Doug is in, <laughs> he's in Akron. He went to the game last night. He's sending me pictures. I'm thinking he's sending me pictures of the game. He sent me pictures of two guys, the back of two guys' heads. I'm like, what are, you, what are you taking pictures of? And why are you sending me pictures if you're at the game? But he wanted to show me how close he was to the floor for some $43 tickets. Doug think he has some pull. But if he calls in today, uh, we'll, we'll find out what that picture was really about. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in. You know the show. It goes by fast. And it's just me, so it's going to be, might be fast, or I might just take my time. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, you can go to uh, Crack Ups. We got our own, I say our own, Kevin Gassman. He's going to be at uh, Crack Ups Comedy Club on 2401 West Union Hills Drive. Uh, that'll be the 20th and the... So I guess it is Friday and Saturday. So today is the 19th. Putting it all together. I'm getting smarter as I do the show. As the show goes on. 2401 West Union Hills Drive. That's in Phoenix, Arizona. 85021. The number... Go get your tickets now because the guy is funny. And there's going to be other com- uh, comedians there. 602-339-6533. If I was in town, I would definitely be there. I've seen him at the... Um, I seen him at the comedy club down in Tempe, in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, what is it? Stand up? No, that's not stand up. Live is downtown. Hey, what's this? Uh, you're not gonna be here in town? No, you don't have my shirt. You got my shirt? Oh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you to get them today or tomorrow. Oh man, I told you I need them shirt. I will wear those. Uh, <laughs> nice. Man. But uh, you know, it's all business, so you gotta don't just give them away for free. Or you can give me one free, and I tell I pay for it. Taking donations. Oh, donation. That's what it is. <laughs> Thanks, no, man. but it's a uh, crack up. Uh, Crack Ups Comedy Club. Yeah. I, I believe they have a new host. Who is it? Tina or Tina T- Miller? Tina I think. Miller. Okay. 
If you want to know how funny this guy is, go to his Facebook page. <laughs> and go to his Facebook page, and that's just going to be your appetizer. Then you go to the comedy club tomorrow and Saturday and watch how he puts his work in. This is just funny. Thanks, man. You know some guys you can just look at and laugh? <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin is one of those guys you can look at and laugh. You know say you about to say something crazy. All right. <laughs> no, no, no pressure on me. No pressure. This, Thanks, is, what, this is what you do. There's no <laughs> right pressure. On, Thanks. So that's that's going on at the uh, uh, comedy crack ups, crack ups. I'm not, let me say it right, crack ups comedy club. Uh, the new host is uh, Tina Miller, but it should be fun. It should be a good thing. If I was in town, I'm definitely I would definitely be there. And that's somewhere you go with a bunch of a bunch of your crazy friends, your funny friends, not those. Um, and it's and it's at a uh, significant amount of time. You got a significant amount of time to go there, have a great time, and then go afterwards. There's an after party. There's you could go anywhere. But it doesn't take up your whole night. It's just a great event. Also, I got a what? I, I have something going on, April thirtieth. I got to put that out now. We're still in March. Marketing and promotions is huge if you do it right. April thirtieth, down at Coach and Willie's on One East Boston, downtown Chandler. I'm having. I'm hosting a draft party. So come out there. I, I want to thank uh, uh, Allegiance Alliance uh, Beverage. They loaded me up with so much alcohol, so much alcohol. I picked it up yesterday. It was, oh, and the wine is good. I had to sample some wine yesterday. It was, it was good. Might sample some more today. Um, but that's what's going on so far. We got a lot of sports to talk about. Uh, we, it's one of the things we got our brackets. The tournament starts today. I'm getting calls from Vegas, so if I'm not in Vegas, I'm at the comedy club. That's for sure. I know that for a fact. But we got the brackets. We got the tournament starting today. I believe that um, uh, Hampton, you know, I, I want to root for Hampton so bad because I'm just 20 minutes from where I live, where I grew up. 20 minutes. But I know Hampton, this is not boxing where you got a puncher's chance. And, I, and I've said on the show plenty of times back in the day, so let me uh, be contradictive to myself. If you got a heart shooter, if you got somebody's heart, then you have to double team that person at some point. That leaves somebody open. I don't know if Hampton have just enough firepower to beat the University of Kentucky. Uni University of Kentucky has been dominant all year. What are they now? 33-0 right now. They could be 40-0 by the time the tournament ends. They are picked to be, not by me, they are picked to be the favorites uh, throughout, and rightfully so. Look what they have. But now we're talking about some kids. We're talking about kids that are... Uh, with that comes pressure. Now, we know they've been dominant, and there's a lot of teams in this field, and I, and I will say Notre Dame being one. I will say Virginia being another, uh, who, University of Arizona being another. There are teams in here. I, I apologize for leaving out the University of Kansas, but I'm leaving them out for good reason. There are teams in this tournament that can really you know, beat the University of Kentucky. I think Arkansas, it might have been Arkansas in their conference. They play in the SEC. SEC is a football conference. There's no competition for them. So they can run right through that. But when you play a team over and over, you, you really get a chance to get closer and closer to beating them. But the recruiting cl uh, class, and Kentucky has the number one recruiting class again coming in, and I go to Syracuse. Syracuse is right there in the top after this, even though they – have some suspension, so we'll see how that plays out. But Kentucky has still the number one recruiting class coming in. They have a second team that I watched this year that beats a lot of first team. If they could put two teams in this bracket, they might end up playing each other. 
That's how good they are. But I am taking the field. I'm taking the field in this tournament, in this bracket. Um, and normally, I would be doing some FBU stuff. So now I get a chance to go to Vegas and hang out with some of my buddies. So I might do that. Hampton University, I want to take them for a whole lot of reasons, just uh, a whole lot of personal reasons. Not personal, just, uh, you know, favorite reasons. They right down the street from where I grew up, near Hampton, Virginia. They had to have a play-in against uh, Manhattan, I believe. They beat Manhattan, uh, but <clears throat> they would not be a match. University of Kentucky, the Wildcats are too big, too talented. And again, this is not boxing where you have a puncher's chance. So they'll move on to, you, know, you got 64, you got 64 rounds. You got 64 teams in this tournament. First round, 64, everybody's going to play. The University of Kansas play tomorrow. We'll get to that. So when you go to a round of 32, I think University of Kansas, I mean University of Kentucky, they move on. You got West Virginia in that same bracket. And West Virginia is battle-tested because they're in the Big 12. And they get to play against Kansas all the time. So, And they actually beat Kansas this year. They play Buffalo. No, no snuff on Buffalo, but I think West Virginia moves on to that game. So they eventually play after you, Kentucky beats Hampton. And I hope it's not by much, but I think they predicted beat those guys by 30-something points, 33 points, something like that. That is crazy. <clears throat> that is crazy. That's that Vegas stuff. That's the odds-making. That's those so-called pronosticators, geniuses of the sport who pays attention to it from day one, um, picking, seeing Kentucky play all year, seeing what Conference Hampton is coming out of. The CIAA, that is, that are those, that's those guys saying that 33 points, yeah, that Kentucky beat Hampton by 33 points. But then they got to play West Virginia. West Virginia give them a run for a while, but Kentucky, again, is just too dominant. They're too tall. Uh, they do have some uh, scorers in there. And here's why I take the field. I say I take the field against Kentucky because you're dealing with pressure. It's not the same pressure during a regular season where you can lose a game and you got 10 more games to play, but you can still be number one. <clears throat> They've been number one from the time basketball started. NCAA basketball started this year. They were the number one team. Virginia was right there at the number two. Then you go back and forth. And, and I've talked about the politics of why Virginia was not a number one seed. After they beat Duke, and Duke ended up being the number one seed, they beat Duke during the season. They beat Duke during the ACC uh, championship or, or playoffs, and they beat Carolina. But they end up with a number two seed. So we go to the politics and that. That was the politics. So University of Kentucky, they move on. They play West Virginia. They move on again. Now in that bracket, you got Butler. I think Brooke, see, it's kind of tough because you got a lot of Big 12 teams in here. Butler will play Texas. Texas is number 11 in this bracket, Butler number 6. I'm going with Texas. This is why my bracket can never be good because I keep going with the, I keep going with my favorites or they come out of the Big 12 or this, this team is 20 minutes down the street from my house. This is why I would never win a, that million dollars in this bracket. <clears throat> too personal. My bracket is too personal. Maryland, right up the street. I think they will uh, come out of that bracket. <clears throat> they come out of that. Kentucky plays a 9-12 today. Oh, they should be starting right now. They should be getting it on right now, today. Okay, so they will end up playing. Uh, actually, Kentucky would be playing at West Virginia. They move on to that. West Virginia and Butler. 
No, let me take that back. Kentucky would play the winner of Cincinnati and Purdue. Cincinnati would come out of that. They'd beat Cincinnati, so they'd move on to the Sweet 16. 32, Sweet 16, West Virginia. This is only the um, Midwest bracket. West Virginia plays Buffalo. Buffalo, West Virginia win. Maryland and Valparaiso. Maryland wins that. West Virginia. Maryland moves on. Okay. There we go. This is the Midwest. And this is what's happening today. This goes, this starts today. Then again, Texas and Butler, uh, Texas and Butler play. And I had Butler when I thought they were playing West Virginia might have come out of that, but I got I gotta go with I gotta go with Texas. Again, it's too personal. Notre Dame's gonna come out of this with uh University of Kentucky. Notre Dame has some shooters and I'm talking crazy because Wichita, here's the here's the best part of the bracket. Here's the best part of this Midwest bracket. Is the Wichita, they play Indiana. They should be Indiana. No snuff on Indiana, but they should be Indiana. Wichita's program, now Wichita's State University has been known as a baseball school. But the past few years in the conference they play in, they've dominated. We see them go seen them go undefeated last year, but got in the worst bracket with Kentucky last year. And again, they put them in the same bracket as Kentucky. Put them in the worst bracket, and they had to play Kentucky early, and they lost that game. A game they could have won. Uh, now, in that case, they did have a boxer's chance. So Wichita, the more exciting part of this Midwest bracket, not just because Kentucky is in it and they should clean up, they should walk right through this, but you have Wichita playing Indiana. You have the number two seed, University of Kansas University, playing New Mexico State. Now, I've seen two and 15. I've seen the number 15 ranked team beat the number two, and I've seen it happen in Kansas quite often. I watched Howard University beat Kansas years ago. That's why I don't put a lot of stock into this. Is you got kids playing under pressure situation. You are now in the NCAA tournaments. This is pressure. This is not regular season where you lose a game and you have 10 to 12 more games to play and you still stay ranked because you're a nationally uh, highly ranked team or like the University of Kansas, the, the Indiana where they used to be. Bob Knight's team, the Kentucky, the Duke, the North Carolina, those teams. <clears throat> I like what Virginia has done uh, in the past, the emergency of their program. I used to watch them growing up, Ralph Sampson and, and those guys. But in the Midwest, University of Kansas and Wichita State, for some reason, for some reason, the University of Kansas will not play Wichita State and they're separated by the two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, they would not play them. And I, and I always wonder why. It's not like they're the little brother to the University of Kansas, but I think it comes down to recruiting. If Wichita State beat Kansas during the regular season, I think that phase heavily, heavily on recruiting when it comes to getting those in-state kids. Because when you get those in, when you get those highly ranked kids, those those five A guys, those uh, McDonald's All American, you have a, now you have a choice. Well, we don't have to leave the state of Wichita. We can play here if we get to play Kansas every year. I personally think it's, it's great for the state. I personally think Kansas still get recruits from outside of the country that Wichita State can't get. But I think Kansas want. 
every McDonald's All-American out of the state of Kansas to come to KU before they think Wichita. That's the only reason I could think that they wouldn't play them every year. I think it would be a great matchup. I think it would be great for both schools. It's not like the University of Kansas, when I played there for football, that we play UAB and we give them a million dollars to do that. I think it would be basketball program to basketball program. Kansas is a basketball pro school. But that would be a great matchup. And now, uh, you know, hopefully it, it pans out this way that Wichita beats Indiana and KU beat New Mexico State. Then we get to see a matchup that we should see every year. We used to see the Kansas, and well, football-wise, we used to see KU and Missouri play. Now that rarely happens. Missouri moves to the SEC Conference, and they've, they've held their own since being there. But how do you take those, how do you take those historical games and you, and you break them up? It goes back to the money and the politics. Uh, but let's stay on to this uh, NCAA tournament, this bracket. That's the one that uh, starts tomorrow. So I, I think I'll be in Vegas early tomorrow. I want to work out. I could leave today, and I should leave today. But I want to work out. I could just go do my own workout. But I work out at the Exos and then with this breakfast club group, a bunch of retired NFL players, and we're trying to get back right mentally and physically. They're more so than me, if you've seen my pictures. Uh, but coming out of this bracket in the Midwest, oh, it's interesting because Notre Dame is in this bracket too. Maryland is in this bracket. You have a lot of... Uh, you have a lot of teams that can shoot, but you don't have a lot of teams that have that uh, that those big mans that those towers over there that brings it to um, when you get that inside out game. I'm still going, even just looking at the Midwest, and I get to the West. Even just looking at the Midwest, I'm still going with the field against University of Kentucky because I think U of A has a chance, uh, and Notre Dame being in the Midwest, I think they have a chance. I think Virginia, if they get, if Virginia can get their, um, if they can get their shooter back, uh, what's his name, uh, Justin Anderson. If they can get Justin Anderson, Justin Anderson broke his finger. Uh, we we get we get to that. Talk more brackets. I don't want to spend the whole show on the, on the NCAA tournaments because we got we got three weeks of it. But if they can get Justin Anderson back, uh, hopefully he returns the form after breaking his finger early in February. Then Virginia would be okay because Virginia is probably the most the best defensive team in this bracket right now. Tell you what we do, though. We'll come back. We're going to talk some um, Adrian Peterson, uh, where he's going and what the Vikings say or, or not going, what the Vikings say they will not do, which makes sense to me. Uh, we'll get into some uh, NBA MVPs who I just I just solidified my vote last night. We'll get into that and more. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, mamas. Mamas, mamas. Welcome back, Kwame Lasha, the Sports Talk. 888 346 9144. Uh, what's trending today? You got a lot of uh. Here, his was, you know, I I I, <laughs> I watch um. What is this the this uh first take? I watch a little bit of that. Not really when it's on, but I catch the uh other ends on it. Um, and then I did. I saw a tweet from um, uh, Maurice. Oh no, not Maurice, but what's the running back from um Ohio State? And and I thought, well, where has he been? I wonder if I can find that tweet. Well, he was pretty saying much more what everyone was saying about uh, Boyless retiring. The thing I said about him retiring for football from the San Francisco 49ers after one year, and we made <clears throat> we made a big story out of, uh, which rightfully so, it should be a story, because it's, there's still, in my opinion, so much that the NFL is refusing to bring out about concussions and, and what they've doing, uh, done and what they've hidden. And they're willing to settle, uh, but and I go real quick on this that settling does nothing does nothing for the players. It just takes the NFL off the hook because you're not selling for an amount that anybody that everybody has played or had issues and symptoms uh, going to get anything out of it. Let's say you settle for well, out of what was it? I don't know, three billion dollars. Any and everybody that play, first of all, the lawyers are going to get paid from that. And there are a lot of scam lawyers out there that's taking cases, false cases. And then they connect them with other cases that, you know, has nothing, they have nothing to do with. But they're getting retainers and, and nonsense. You shouldn't need, this more of a, this should be more of a civil thing than, any, and, than anything, civil case than anything. Uh, but as I'm, as I'm talking, I'm trying to think of the running back. He came out early. Uh, he was a knucklehead from uh, the Ohio State. But like I said, I was watching the, um, you know, first take, uh, and and the tweet said that Boilers comes out. He must have a backup plan, and I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the the tweet. So he must have a backup plan. Uh, you got to do. You got to find out how he was raised and where he come from for him to retire. And I and I say this to that. Two things. Yeah, Borlas has information that a lot of guys before him didn't have. Borlas has been a part of 
or he's done some research. He, he's, he's alluded to, he said, that to him, he said in a lot of uh, interviews, I've done the research to this. I don't want to take those chances. I've had concussions. I think we were in high school, two concussions in high school. I suggest that every parent who wants their kid to play any sport, I don't care what it is because you get dinged in the head from a base fastball, any sport, with, uh, especially the more physical ones, you get your son's or daughter's head checked right away to see if there's anything uh, wrong with them or you can monitor it from that point on once they get their once they get their first concussion or if they get their first concussion. Uh, but I go back to the uh, <clears throat> the ballers in the, his retirement because he watched uh, he watched his 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 teammate uh, Willis retire from feet he, from bad feet through due to football. It might not be concussions in this issue in this in this case, but it is something that you have to worry about. If you can't walk and play with. Let's say he has kids, he can't do that because his feet hurt some bad. And this, and it takes a toll on you. Football is the most physical sport, and I and I go back and forth with the football and hockey. These guys are doing these on blades, skates, football, hockey, and rugby. I put those up, those sports in the same category. And if you never played them, you you know what I'm talking about. Football, hockey, and rugby, some of the most physical sports uh, played in the game, uh, played today. But the information. That's out there now for guys who are playing now. I think it's um, uh, it's, it serves them well because they can make an informed decision about their health. <clears throat> when I came in, I didn't. There was not a lot of this information that you're hearing right now. When I came into the National Football League, not even in college, I didn't know what a concussion could do to you for long-term effects. That was not a conversation because the sport itself was more important than uh, I say the the player. And I still think it's that way because there's a draft every year. Why would you need to have a draft every year if the product was uh, and you're driving for the same position? It's really, in my opinion, financial reasons or we can replace you next week. Now, Boyle retiring from the San Francisco 49ers. That's, that's nothing. You know what? I know some guys in my neighborhood will, will take his spot right now. Not take his spot uh, by outplaying him, but would love to have that spot that he vacated. There's uh, guys that's coming out of draft right now that they're just going to replace them. Again, we have a draft every year for the same reasons. The game itself, the NFL itself is bigger than the players, but you have to market certain players to make the game uh, viewable. You have to put have a face you have to have a face to teams. You have to have a face. They are actually faces for the NFL, not just their teams. And you get those guys that you that haven't been in trouble, that's not likely to get in trouble. I can't think of the Tom Cruise um, movie where you can <laughs> you can predict the trouble before it happens. Uh, if that was the case, you know, a lot of us be in, in jail. It wasn't Vanilla Sky. It was I can't think of the name of the movie. But... There, there have to be a face so you can market this sport alone. Uh, but these guys have more information today than we had then. And I had more information then than those guys had before me who made the, who, in my opinion, who made the game what it is. You watch these guys go in. But if you, if you can't, if you can't walk and I, and I got a solution to, well, I got a thing that I agree on that I heard as far as what guys should do. And I've actually had this conversation last night. If I didn't open a bottle of wine to myself, I would remember where I had this conversation. But that's neither here nor there. 
if you got the information, then you can make an informed decision. And, and the question is, is, is this a trend? Will this be a trend? Do you see the NFL going in this direction? I think it's going to be more marketing. I, I've always said you got to market to the parents. If my kid's son is going to school, going to the college, well, you market to the mother. Say, oh, he's going to eat three times a day, if not more. He's going to, be, he's going to have a, a place to sleep every day. This is what mothers want to hear about their son when they go away from home. It's easier when you go to school in-state. You can always visit. But when you live in the state and going to school, and he or she is going to graduate. That's marketing to the mothers. That's marketing to little kids. That's, that's putting money into flag football game so these kids still have the itch and the urge to play football at the highest level. Well, when you market to the fathers and the dads and the uncles, you just tell them, your kid going to play. Your kid will play for this university, barring he or she doesn't get in any trouble and put themselves in a situation, which we have a player at ASU who's done that to himself. I got to reach out to him because he did go to Butler County. But, barring that's who you market to and that's how you market. Barring any incident, your kid will play. If you're the father or daddy or, or uncle or big brother, your kid will play here. Of course he's going to play. He's talented enough. That's why you're recruiting him. But that's how you market. You don't tell the dad. Either he's going to play and he's going to graduate. That's what you tell him. He's going to play and he should graduate. But now you got to find a team or, or a university where those things really hold true. There's some universities where they really hold true. If you don't get your grade, I know the University of Kansas or uh, Michigan State, those teams like that, you, come here to, you didn't come here just to play football. Well, now these kids got more information. They got information in college that we didn't have in college. They didn't have this information for me so I can make an informed decision. And I think I'm, I don't know if I would have made that informed decision, but here's my solution to all this before I just keep rambling on. Here's my solution to all this is that any kid, whether drafted or not, and here's where school will have to play a premium until your life decisions. Any kid that goes to college or gets drafted or, or becomes a free agent, undrafted free agent, whatever they're going to give you, first of all, you, you got to make sure you, you graduate. I say that, and I, and I think everybody that knows me know how I feel about school. You know, school is, uh, you shouldn't come out of school in debt. You shouldn't come out of school owing money. School is a big scam, but you can't tell kids not to go to school because of the premium we put on. Well, you, you don't have this, you don't have that, you need to get a job. You, how you going to get a job if you don't have this? There are more wealth, rich people that don't, do not have degrees, college degrees, than they are with degrees. Do your own research to that. Come back and call me, 888-346-9144, if you want to argue that, that case, that point. Now, back to my football. Solution. Play a strong six years. Get that first con- I know where I had this conversation. Get that first contract. Take care. Leave the financial people out of it. Leave your agent out of it. Take care of that first that first contract, or if you undrafted, you wait till you get that contract for multi-years, and you take care of that. And when that contract is up, don't let them entice you with, hey, you can make this much more, but you got to play this much longer. Take that money and get out the game. 
Because in all actuality, football is a, from 21 to 28, unless you're a quarterback, from 21 to 28, that's football. Those are the guys who play it at a high level. And we're seeing guys retiring at 30. So from 21 to 28, and I go as high as 30, these are guys who still play at a high level. So that's who you want to, that's what you want to do. And my plan, and I've heard this plan part of it uh, somewhere else, so I'm like, that's a great idea. Why not do this? And I had this conversation yesterday working out at uh, Exos. Get that money that first, it would have it been great if uh, Borland has got, um, he may get the rest of his contract. Depends on San Francisco. They got the option where, well, you're not going to get the rest of his $600,000 or $600 plus thousand dollars because you retired. We didn't cut you or anything. You retired. There's only a handful of people they're going to do that to. I know when I left, uh, when I left San Diego and went to St. Louis, they still paid me. They still paid me to uh, my contract or my bonus, whatever my bonus was. They still paid me. I thought that was I thought that was rare because I didn't have any. I don't have that too much that too, that much faith into what NFL owners and teams do to players. But I was surprised about that. My solution is: you love football so much, but you understand there's so much information out there. Well, there's more information that most guys had in the past. You know the consequences now. The ball is in your court. Take that first contract from 21 to 28 when you get in and get out. Don't be enticed about you can make this much more. Well, you can. But you have to play this much longer to do so. And the longer you're in, the more chances, there's more risk in you getting hurt significantly where it might cost you the rest of your life. And in my case, I can't remember crap. Well, you listen to the show. You know the show. I, f- I forget like it's nobody's business. And one of my strong points while playing was he's the smartest guy on the field. One of the, one of the smartest. Probably the smartest. But one of the smartest guys on the field. And for me to forget simple stuff like it, it now, it, probably because it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter because I don't have to remember it. But, you know, simple stuff like where did I have this conversation? Uh, then I got to remember as I keep talking. Oh, I had it yesterday. Now, that's a simple, you know, just a slip of the brain but when, uh, or the memory. But when it happens all the time, then it becomes a problem. Then it becomes a problem. So I was getting into things that was trending. And to me, the trending part of this is guys play from 21 to 28. This is really going to be trending. So the question is, uh, is this the next step of where football is going? Or how you pay now structural contracts, how you pay these guys? So the trending part is 21 to 28 or maybe even 30, highest 30, play and get out. That's why they have a draft. They're looking to replace you anyway. They're looking to get somebody better anyway. And sometimes it doesn't matter if you had a – but there's rules and punishments if you break those rules. We look at uh, Harding, Greg Harding, who just signed up. He can make up to $13 million in one year playing for the Dallas Cowboys, and it's the same guy in Carolina who um, probably took advantage of the system as far as what he could do in Carolina. You know, you have a bench trial or you can have a, have a jury trial. And in those two instances – he, um, the case got dismissed. 
The case got dismissed because the witness didn't show up. But in some cases, these guys, you know, in and out. If you can make 13 million, possibly 13 million. Now, he is young. He is. He, he's, Ill, he's still in that range where I say 21 to 28. He will change the game. He does change the game when he lines up. He was suspended last year, got most of his pay last year. So now the question is, after signing with the Dallas Cowboys, immediately what should his punishment be for the incident? He threw his girlfriend, uh, allegedly threw his girlfriend on a bed full of gun, threatening her life. Uh, I think threatening her life, that's a felony offense. But somehow she didn't show up. What I didn't understand, her not showing up, got the case thrown out, but there was a civil suit or a settlement afterward. What was the settlement about if there was no case, if you wasn't found guilty? That kind of always bothered me uh, or confused me, uh, I should say. But if you can make thirteen up to $13 million in one year, why would you play again? You're still young. Now, the more chance times you are on that football field, the more chances you have to get hurt. So I don't, I'm not sure, knowing what you know now, knowing what you know today, more educated players in this game coming in, there, there are also college coaches. They're saying, well, to prevent as many injuries as we are, are, are having, well, we shouldn't, run about, we shouldn't run three plays in a minute. You know these hurry-up offense, these run-and-shoot offense, these mid-point offense, uh, Chip Kelly style. Well, we shouldn't run that many off offensive plays within a minute. That limits the time you get hit. That limits the fatigue and still trying to go hard and getting hit. Now they do have a case. They do have a point. But you are not taking a, the injury and the risk factor out of football regardless of how slow you play it. Regardless of what rules you change. You are not taking that out of the game. It is impossible because the game is too physical. The game is too fast active, acting. And everything happened in an instance. We had a conversation up here. And I've said this. I, I was fined uh, while I was playing. When I left the Cardinals and went to San Diego, I got fined $7,500. And now with the new rule changes, if you were to, if that, those, the new rule changes that's possibly going to be in place this year, if they were in place when I played, I probably wouldn't have got fined. There's no way I can change my direction in midair. I'm not, let me say this lightly, I'm not Superman. You cannot change direction in midair air when you've already zeroed in on your target and he decides to duck his head and it becomes the helmet to helmet. But there was, they was making a premium on you can't touch helmets. I've never used my helmet for a weapon. I was aiming at his chest and when he saw it, and it just happened to be my Workout partner. We worked out at uh, at that then it was called APL. All some all off season long. So it wasn't like I was trying to hurt him. I was just trying to jar him away from the ball. I could have got the interception, but it was the jerseys, the two jerseys, the opposite jersey was personal to me. But I got fined. <clears throat> and if the rules that are in place, because there are some uh, new NFL rules, and we we may get to that in the show. I do want to talk about my MVPs um, on the other side of the break. But if those rules were in place right now, I wouldn't have got fined. My helmet was never used as a weapon, more protection for me than anything. Um, and I think that's what it's used for. What we do, we'll take a quick break. Adrian Peterson, where would he go? Is he going anywhere? What, who holds the cards? We'll talk about Adrian Peterson and the NFL coming back up there. Might throw a little Cardinals in there because Cardinals are in play for him, possibly. 
but it's going to cost you. I'm not supposed to talk. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the show. I might just like that play. That's like a nice little call. Because of the weather. I said it's 63 degrees. I am golfing right after this. The weather is perfect. Um, that's a nice little chill music. You want to do it. And we do got some ball. We are talking about ballers. That's going to be some baller. But Kevin and I was talking off the air, though. We were talking about betting. Uh, he went to New Mexico State out in uh, Las Cruces. I saw a movie about some Las Cruces. It was a... It was a a crazy movie, but that's a military area. But we were talking about betting. I said, "Oh, we Kansas and New Mexico State plays. We got to bet." And um, you know, the reason we, the reason I don't bet, and the reason Kevin doesn't bet, because you can't control the situation, not at a high level. Uh, so what, I don't even. Bet. I remember I used to go to Vegas, and I used to think I was winning. I was breaking even. You, you're not winning. You're not going to consistently win in a place that's predicated on taking your money. And I always say, oh, this thing is rigged, especially when you play blackjack. Now I'm going to Vegas. I don't even think about uh, betting anymore. So when you go, to, um, you go to Vegas, and when you're playing blackjack, I'm like, how you know that? How is that card coming up every time? I just think it was all rigged and something like that. But you just, you got to know. You got to be a, a, a statistical or math genius to even count these. You can't even count these cards because they probably use about, Six decks of cards. So if you're trying to count them, but there is a format to it. But if I can't control it at a high level, I just don't even bet anymore. And and, and that was that. <sighs> Notre Dame is beating Northeastern 16-15 right now at the moment. Who else is playing? UAB and uh, Iowa State. Iowa State is up by five. I thought Kentucky was playing early. Uh, they're not. But let's get into some of uh, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson's agent mentioned that the Vikings are not letting him go. He still has three years on his contract, and I think it's worth $45 million. 
Adrian Peterson did what he did. I'm not sure what punishment he got for other than not playing football. But that's the same thing you growing up. You got in trouble. Your mom, your parents take your football away. You can't play. You got <laughs> to sit, sit in the house in the window. Everybody know about this. You sit in the house while your friend's out there playing and you in the window looking like a, a sad puppy dog. <laughs> Everybody knows about that. So Adrian Peterson would remain there three years on his contract. And I think it's worth about $45 million. He is not going to be released. And I think the Minnesota Vikings sent him that message. We're not releasing you because of the impact you have on the game, the impact you have on actually the league. When I was talking about the face of these teams, um, Adrian Peters was one of them until he he disciplined his child. And, and the only problem I had with his discipline is the words he used afterwards. I gave him extra lashes. I, I just don't like those words. But you don't have to prove a kid is tough by disciplining him. You just got to make sure he or uh, she understands that what they did was wrong. I gave them his words. I gave them extra lashes. This guy's tough as nails. Just because you tough as nails, you don't have to prove that your five-year-old, or however young the child was, that he's tough. And I think that was his punishment uh, because of, uh, I guess, his child abuse. If that's the case, there would be nobody playing football from where I'm from. We we just got we they were weapons. They were disciplined. There was you better not do it again. And a lot of us didn't do it again. And those there, you saw you see the results to that. Some of us learn quicker than others. That I know for a fact. But Adrian Peterson, he is really the talk right now in the free agency. There's all all the running backs and all the teams, and teams need a great then you can't do anything if you can't run the football. You cannot do anything if you cannot run the football. And Adrian Peterson, you even remember before he had knee surgery, how dominant and powerful he was. And we, we had the Walter Payton talk where he runs like he's powerful like Walter Payton. He runs like uh, Walter Payton and all the great running backs who has this power. Has knee surgery, comes back and get close to Eric Dickerson record of breaking a two. He went over 2000 mark. 2,000-yard mark, and I think he might have been 83 yards away from it. He was something close. He was something close, but then when you feel like he realized you couldn't get it, it was like, oh, i just make sure we win and we get in the playoffs. They get in the playoffs, but then they go, oh, um, maybe I think it was to Green Bay and they lose or somewhere. They go somewhere and they lose the first round. But Adrian Peterson is the – he is the talk of what free agency is right now. The Vikings – the general manager informed that Adrian Peterson did that, not Adrian Peterson, pretty much Adrian Peterson, but his agent, he would not be cut. As, as, as dominant as he still is in the game, he didn't take any pounding, any beating uh, last year. He didn't get hit last year, so he's still fresh. I think Adrian might be 29 or 30 but he's, as of right now, is still a member of the Minnesota Vikings. For the 2015 season coming up, he is still a member of the Minnesota Vikings. He's worth $45 million, well, due $45 million to the rest of his contract. I think he has got all his guaranteed money out of that contract. But Agent Peters and Agent team would not release him. And why would they? The, the Minnesota Vikings, in my opinion, not only did they hold the card to control his next two or three years, 
which is a three-year contract, but we know the two or three years, you're going to keep them. But if you can get something for them that you cannot turn down, then I understand getting rid of uh, Adrian Peterson. But I don't think, uh, with the general manager, uh, Rick Spielman, his agent is, uh, Adrian Peterson's agent is Ben, uh, ben Dogra. They are not releasing him. And because of that, I'm trying to figure out, not because of that, but one of the things are, what are the Cardinals waiting for? Maybe you're waiting for a running back in the draft because there are some good running backs in the draft. But And, and you, may ha- you may be in the mid-range because you did get in the playoffs and you may be one of the 15, 16 teams where you could get one of those running backs because of the premium they don't put on running backs and you have to be able to run the football to even get anything accomplished. Tom Brady has to run the football to be Tom Brady. Uh, you cannot make him, him one-dimensional. We've seen what happened when we made these great quarterbacks, these future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, one-dimensional. They struggle, and most times they lose. Peyton Manning, you make him one-dimensional. If he has to pass the ball, especially after the four neck surgeries, if he has to pass the ball, it's over. He's one-dimensional. We saw what the, um, the, the Seattle Seahawks did to him. And they, has a great, they have a great run-stop defense. They have a great pass-stop defense. So when you make a team one-dimensional, regardless who the quarterback is, Drew Brees, especially after losing your tight end to Seattle, done move, really silly move. You argue with signing him last year, Jimmy Graham, and, and then you sign him, then you get rid of him. But I go back to the Cardinals and Adrian Peterson, the Minnesota Vikings. If the Vikings cut, had cut Peterson, it would count $13 million against his 2015-year salary cap. There's no way you're giving up uh, a guy that's still that dominant in the run game, even though the running back last year played well, could be a starter, and can probably still could do uh, and help that team win. But you got a young Teddy Bridgewater over there who played well, who had a, the worst the worst pro date you've seen in forever, but still get drafted, I think, 30th or 31st pick in last year's draft. But it came in, he played well. Had Christian Ponder and those, and those guys over there, but when they had to play, play Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he came in and played well. But all that was predicated on they were able to run the ball too. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Norm, uh, I think the um, the offensive genius who was uh, the head coach for the Seattle I mean, San Diego Chargers went there by way of Cleveland. The Arizona Cardinals need a running back. They signed one from, um, they signed one this year, but they had Ellington over there. Ellington, I don't think, is an every down back. If he's not every down, he can't run between the tackles every down. So you bring in uh, the running back that the um, Pittsburgh Steelers cut. Let me see if I can pull his name up. Here I go to the not memory. You bring that running back in, uh, but which 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 I think is, I think it was good because he's between the tackle and running back, but he's a knucklehead all the same. I'm not gonna get into these teams and their hypocritical imaging, like because Daryl Washington is still out there, the linebacker for the Cardinals who did some knucklehead things. But you bring in another another knucklehead running back, Legarrette Blunt. You bring in that knucklehead. Uh, who could run between? Who can run between the tackles? Ellington not consistently for, for you know entire game run between the tackles. So this is why Adrian Peterson is perfect. This is the all-purpose back. This is the all-purpose back. He could work on his hands a little bit more, but he's an all-purpose back where you could keep him in for three play three uh, three downs. 
the Minnesota Vikings are not wrong in holding. He's not being held hostage. This is all. This all comes from what he did, not what the Minnesota Vikings did. And I think in the beginning they were still trying to play Adrian Peterson and pay him, but then the NFL got gets involved with that and they had to shut him down. So it's not like they didn't have your back, Adrian Peterson. It's all predicated on what you did, the discipline, the image that was going on at the time. Guys can't get in trouble. We've seen guys get in trouble, and the next week another guy get in trouble. Then a week after that, another guy gets in trouble. This is not. This has nothing to do with what the Minnesota Vikings did to you, Adrian Peterson. I wish they would cut you because the Arizona Cardinals can get you, but they cut you. They would be the silliest and dumbest franchise in the history of football, which they've been before. But why would you? As much as you are worth, you have to get something for you, at least some draft. You are still worth a first-round draft pick, in my opinion, if Adrian Peterson happens to go, or Minnesota Vikings happens to go that route. He is still worth everything and more. Well, we'll keep a watch on that. We'll definitely keep a watch on that. But I do want to get to my uh, who I believe my MVP is in the NBA. And I'm going with Stephon Curry for everything he's done consistently do through it. Uh, from start to finish. In this order, number one. Well, I go. I start from the bottom to the top. Five, four, and five. LeBron James. Oh, four. Tie for four for LeBron James. I just do four. Is uh, what is Davis out in uh the Pelicans? Three. I would go with uh Westbrook. In Oklahoma, two James Harden, number one Stephen Curry, because of everything Stephen Curry has done from start to finish, uh, and James Harden, Westbrook. Ever since the All Star game, now he could either go two or three, but James Harden, without the big man, his team were winning for a while. He's 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 hitting thirty plus points uh, a game, and what he has done. I put I put James Harden. I take that back. I put him number two because what he has done without uh, Dwight Howard was, was was amazing. And we always knew he could shoot because when he was in, his reason why he's not in Oklahoma because they have too many shooters in one ball. They have three dominant players uh, offensively and had them in Oklahoma, but one ball. You can't get that done. So Stephen Curry, James Harden's Westbrook, Westbrook. What what James Harden has done without without Dwight Howard. Westbrook were able to do for a certain amount of time, and that's after the All-Star break when he went lights out without Kevin Durant, but they're not winning right now. I think they're a game or two out of that seed, out of the eighth seed. And this is all craziness because of where they are now in the eighth, ninth place, they'd be number two or three in the East. Uh, they need to do something with these conferences because most of the, most of the teams are playing the strongest teams in your conference. And that's not happening in the East. But the East is weak outside of Atlanta, who's been balling. But that is my MVP for all the reasons he's uh, assist, scoring, uh, everything he does. He makes guys around him better. Uh, he, he can get other teammates to win games just by his presence being on the field. It's Stephon Carey. Then I go James Harden for what he was able to do without Dwight Howard. The, uh, the Golden State Warriors are five games above anybody else in the league. Now, they just – I think he only hit like 16 or 17 points, but he had 12 assists, uh, maybe had uh, four rebounds. But he was able to do this in a win for the team that beat them about a month ago. 
a little over a month ago, a team that beat them. And we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, Friday might be, uh, if I'm not in Vegas, Friday might be a replay, unfortunately. Uh, but those are my MVP. This, this is the Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. Come back and talk to you again tomorrow. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.